Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. It's uh, got most of the snow is melted up here in Canada. So uh, spring is on the way. Flowers are starting to perk up. And uh, my wife is frantically planting all of her vegetables inside for the springtime, you know, planting from seed sort of thing. Um, So spring is in the air around here. Cool. Uh, you kind of messed me up with that intro. Like we I, have a very uh, <laughs> cadence of like, "Hey, Josh, how you doing?" Or yeah. it would just totally threw me off. So well, probably one of the long time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all good because I always end up with, "Hey, Nate, how you doing this week?" And like it just mm. didn't flow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off to a good start. Uh, so, what's going on with you, Josh? Uh, well, well, teeing in on what is going on in the home front, um, my, uh, my wife's yoga business, she's doing a, um, an open house. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, there's a, a little bit all hands on deck doing things. So like we're doing some yard cleanup and some other things, cause there's going to be a bunch of people, um, checking out the, the studio in our basement. Um, nice. it's, it doesn't set when you say basement, it always has like a bad connotation. It's quite nice. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like yoga people have pretty high standards around that sort of thing. It's nice. We've done it up nicely. Is there's a, there's, there's a space there. She started the business like before COVID and kind of took a, took a little bit of a, a, a side jaunt for a while when we had to do some homeschooling, but Mm-hmm. It's been back and kicking. I mean, she's got, she gets like 20 people in a class down there, like hybrid online and offline. And she's really built a thriving business, but she's doing an open house. She actually, we've been working on a new, um, she's redid her branding. She has a new logo and all kinds mm. of stuff. So it's been fun with that type of stuff. Um, but That's really cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I had no idea your wife did that. I just yep. took up yoga a couple of weeks ago. I had a sore back, and so I started doing yoga. And uh, yeah, I could see why she has a good business doing that. But there's a lot yeah. of people looking for that. So um, yeah, I mean, on the on the previous episode, we alluded to me being away. So I did uh, go on a little bit of a trip, and I also I don't think I told you right, like, or I might have told you I was going away because we might have rescheduled a bit, but. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You just kind of vanished and then one day you showed up again. Uh, It's probably better that way. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, while I was away, um, you kind of sent me a bunch of things. You're like, hey, I'd love for you to key key in on this, Um, some some updates. So yeah, what what happened? I I didn't even read them. I just was like, "Uh, I can't (laughs) help you right now. I'm away this week, but uh, Uh, hopefully you're getting some other help. (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it was it was just a crazy day one day i have um as you know i've got a lot of things on the go so i have um a lot of consulting work uh lined up and like that's that's been really great like i've got a lot of work there and uh but it's it's uh you know it's a full plate and uh, i've been working on this status list i've been trying to work on some seo stuff there and then all of a sudden a couple people called me up out of the blue about product sonar and like product center was this price scraping thing that I built like last year and, you know, it didn't really go anywhere. And so I shut it down in January and, uh, all of a sudden I've just had like three or four, like pretty senior people, 
um, call me from these different groups of uh, hardware stores. And so these so are I like said, old contacts you were working with previously and you mm-hmm. officially shut it down. So like stopped all the services. Like it just, it was running kind of for a while with some betas and some different, mm-hmm. some people were paying, but it was not, it was not taking off like you, you were hoping. Um, yeah. It was the definition of a flop. Like I put a lot of effort <laughs> into it and uh, like nothing to, nothing really to show for it. Um, and it was like, it was kind of puzzling, but at the same time, it was just kind of one of those, like we just limited the bet on it. It was like, okay, if this doesn't work in the next six months, like there was no, these were people I were talking, I was talking to and they just weren't returning my calls. They weren't uh, making forward progress in any by any stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, yeah, I got uh, three different people all called me in January and February. Um, okay. And uh, February and March. Yeah. And I was just like, what in the world is going on? Um, and these people were like very serious about getting products owner working for them and all of this. And um, yeah. So I was like, what do I do with this? And it's like, Josh, what do you think? <laughs> and that was kind of where that started. Cause yeah, it's like in the moment, right. You don't have much perspective and I sure. since had time to think about it a bit more, but, um, but yeah. So like these people call me, they're like, I want this thing. And so I said, well, like I'll sell it to you. Do you want it? And, uh, cause you know, that's the lowest uh, risk thing for, for me to do. Right. Um, just turn the servers back on. Re- re- not even that. I'll just give you the, that. I'll just sell you the code, you know? Oh, okay. Like, Huh. Like here, have it for, I don't know. Oh, like you don't even want to run it anymore. You just want to just let it, just give it away at this point. Just. Yeah. Well, at least I could get, I could probably like make back whatever time I spent on it or something like that. Um, I don't know. I've just, I've tried everything I thought of trying in that market mm-hmm. and it just kind of came back empty. And, you know, it seems that the economics have changed a little bit. Um, just with COVID, a lot of the hardware stores are doing real well. Um, and so that really removed the need to do price comparisons. Uh, I see. Because so, just the market was so good. So it was like, they weren't even worried about being scrappy anymore. Right. So they that, were just that, order takers. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were just taking orders. They're making money hand over fist. If you had a sign out by the road and you had product in stock, you were going to make money. Right. Um, and now we're starting to get into a bit more of a shrinking of that market. And so now they're starting to have to be a bit more scrappy and compare on prices and that sort of thing. And so that, that explanation makes sense as to why things are changing. Um, but I think just, you know, having, having gone through that whole process of getting that set up and like, I know what it takes to keep that thing running. Um, just doesn't, doesn't seem like a business that I necessarily want to run. Um, Mm -hmm. unless it's like, it's really going to work out and I can really like, you know, offload some of the responsibilities of that and, you know, still have a decent margin left over at the end. Um, yeah. And so I kind of put out like three, three options to this guy. I said, you know, you can buy the code or you can, um, you can market it and sell it to your people and I'll run the servers and, you know, you could just pay me the the cost or whatever, or he had some value adds. And so I said, well, you could, we could bundle, uh, my stuff with your value adds and sell it as a package to your people. Again, you take care of all the marketing and the uh, the risk of getting this set up again, but I will run the servers and I will take a cut, you know, some percent or something like that. And uh, so he had needed some time to think about that or whatever. Um, but 
yeah, the reason I was kind of reaching out to you is like, you know, do any of these seem like a good option or should I just like, you know, forget the whole thing exists and just walk away? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a, it sounds like you did fine. I think that was reasonable to put that out there. Cause I think more of the question was like, the worry is like, okay, it's back on all my dreams are back in the, and the thread it's, it's on I'm oh. turning the servers and all those things. So like, <laughs> you know, that was my default answer and you went a different direction, which was good. Like it's, your self-awareness of like, yeah, you know what? I laid it to rest. You did a post-mortem. I think you wrote up a nice blog post about like the technical learnings and all the things you did and yet mm-hmm. you put it to rest. And then when it tried to rear itself up, you kind of stuck to your guns and also just like avoided the, just that shiny object of like, oh, maybe I was right, right? Like it's mm-hmm. easy to kind of almost be like, I was, you know, I was wrong. For, I, I was, I thought I was right. And then I, thought I was wrong, but now I'm right again. And now it feels good. Right. So yeah. that sounds like a reasonable options that you put in a very pragmatic way. You know, it didn't, you know, there's a way for you to recoup or, but also kind of keep your hands clean from getting pulled too far into it. So, yeah. And that's really what I was looking for just to try and de-risk it for myself. Um, just like, I'm not willing to take another risk on that market. Um, but I am mm-hmm. willing to reap some rewards if somebody else wants to take the risk on it. That's fine by me. Sure. Um, and yeah, those seem to be that kind of the only options that fulfilled that. So yeah, that's uh, that's the update on Product Center. So who was the person? Was it one of those? You, I know you were working with a lot of industry groups, and so was it one of those yeah. types of things? Or so basically, this is like a collection of stores. So you think of uh, Home Depot as a chain, right? So it would be like right. the the CFO or C um, the like the head franchise up. type of thing or like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So like they represent a large chunk of the market and uh, they have a lot of influence, but the, the stores are still independent. They're not like a, mm-hmm. they're not like a forced uh, compliance or anything like that kind of thing. Right. Right. They would still opt in. It's sort of like they have this uh, air cover of, of, of things. And maybe it's like some supply chain things, some mm-hmm. general marketing and awareness things like that's, that's pretty common. We've actually, for Referral Rock, have had a, a few uh, businesses like that that kind of buy our services, and they they have a combination of like the I guess corporate owned uh, like locations in addition to independent franchises. So it's like pilots oftentimes will include a you know the corporate owned ones. Like we could roll it out to these ten stores, and then yeah. after that, they get to see the success of it. It was like a test. You know, yeah. a bet <laughs> uh, like our last episode uh and then you know then they then the other people kind of get come on 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 like a you know pay-as-you-go basis or something like that yeah yeah no and that makes a lot of sense and it's there's some efficiency there too right because you talk to one person to to kind of sell them on referral rock and then they mm-hmm. kind of do the selling to the independents for you uh, or the the franchisees and uh take some load off of you so yeah, let me know how it works out because we've done some interesting way of pricing it that I think works well. And we've thought through a lot of this of how to manage it from our standpoint, because mm-hmm. oftentimes they're doing onboarding or there's there's other like X factors in it um, related mm-hmm. to like a franchise kind of in the middle as a middleman, sort of yeah. like an agency type of thing. But if it progresses uh, down some of those areas, you know, mm-hmm. happy to chat about those with you. Yeah. I think really at this point, I'm just more concerned about if they do want to go ahead with this, how much work it's going to be for me. Um, sure. 
just to just with the the, the scraping and all that there's quite a bit of overhead involved with that um, and mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about getting compensated for that. I'm sure that'll work itself out, but the just, I'm only one person. There's only so much time in a day. Um, it's not, I don't really have someone I can offload that to at this point. So um, we'll see where that goes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it, and this is where it's one of those opportunities, potentially if there's enough interest and like you can set whatever price you want. Right. So it's sort of like, you know, maybe if you're close enough, it could it could turn into one of these things that just, you know, maybe potentially, you know, there's a upstart cost, like, all right, pay me for the upstart cost. And then it's also like it could turn into like a, you know, two, three thousand dollars, maybe even more a month, just recurring thing once it gets mm-hmm. all rolling. So um, looking at that as the potential opportunity cost, because um, and also like, hey, staying on for a minimum. So just mitigating your risk, you could structure it that way. And if it's you're not even close in between it's like cool it's just not yeah but yeah. but the nice goal is it could turn into something like hey it's twenty thousand dollars a year in passive income and once i got it running like you know i spend a few hours a month just like checking in on it so yeah it's kind of yeah. nice to have as an indie hacker yeah that would be really cool and that really is like kind of how status list is at this point right just having something that burns around in the background and you don't have to do too much yeah. with and there it goes Nate with a portfolio of bets. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It feels kind of weird, especially <laughs> doing like these kind of discussions. Like I, I've never really been involved in like business, uh, like negotiations or anything like that. I've read a lot about it, but like I'm always the code guy. And so <laughs> it just feels uh, kind of interesting to have an asset that you can actually, you know, do something with like that. It's just kind of neat. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk out. Maybe, uh, yeah, whether it's a uh, TMI for this podcast, um, yeah. you know, maybe I, I, they're probably not listening. I would suspect like it wouldn't matter. I mean, and also the way we structure it, there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing proprietary or harmful about it. So could be, That's right. could be interesting to other people. Um, yeah, for possibly. sure. So yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Um, so my trip, I did want to tell you a little bit more of that, but Josh yeah. is, Strange, mysterious trip. So um, it was a business retreat, and um, it was interesting because uh, it was with some other uh, SaaS founders. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. It kind of came out out of the blue. So you know, we're part of a, a Slack grouping community. It wasn't anyone in there. It was mm-hmm. a separate type of one that. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to sound strange, and I didn't really tell a lot of people about it because of how strange it sounded. So okay, um, yeah. So a a founder I posted something on Twitter, and I don't know if you saw it on Twitter at all. There was like I got tagged on something, but um, what did the, you the say? Founder on Twitter? Of, no, well, the founder of uh, QuickMail, his name is Jeremy, uh, essentially put out a um, a thing out there. Uh, he just said, "Hey." I want to get a bunch of founders together and I'm going to pay for a trip. It okay. was like, <laughs> it was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and uh, I hadn't known him that well before. I think I've seen him around in some circles a bit, but um, I did know one of the other guys that was going to go. Um, and uh, his name is Amar and he runs Zen Maids. And okay. uh, so it ended up being a few of us SaaS founders got together and we went to um, the, the island of Madeira in Portugal. So 
uh, everyone, and this has been the constant joke, is uh, my wife was like, this sounds really weird. So a another founder is paying for you and a bunch of other people to meet on an island. It sounds very like a weird movie, like The Glass yeah. Onion, and there's some other ones. Like, it's like you, the start is this going like, to turn into a murder mystery? I don't know. Yeah, or like the start of like a cartel movie or something like that. Yeah. So, so uh, what was the what was the topic of the the week, and like what did you guys do? Uh, I mean, it was a it was a founder retreat, so it had uh, they had some general format types of things, um, and in terms of like they did some hot seats and they did some skill shares and some things like that. But overall, it was it was it was good to talk with other people because they needed to have a certain amount of revenue. Um, so he did a vetting process of talking to a bunch of people, uh, and, you know, I got invited after applying and, um, you know, he made good on his promises of, you know, he, he paid for my flight and paid for the things there. Um, I contributed a little, I actually took everyone out to brunch one day and another guy, okay. uh, took everyone out to dinner, but for the most part, it was, it was really interesting. The group was awesome. It was what. I was actually telling my dad about it the other day. Cause again, I told my parents when I got back, <laughs> most people, it was just like, is there was going to be more explaining mm-hmm. like just this long yeah. prelude right now. Me, me describing it takes a while to, to, to get out of like, Hey, I'm going on this trip and someone's paying for it. And it's like, wait, what, who do you know the guy and what's going on? It's on an Island that you've never heard of. It's just, there's a lot of questions. Sure. Um, and I just didn't want to field them all at that. Sure. Point. Yeah. 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 So really just like a, a founder kind of hang out and swap stories and skills and things that you've seen, that that kind of thing? Uh, that's what you yeah, guys did? Or? I, I mean, yeah, it sounds lame. <laughs> but uh, we did a little bit of sightseeing and stuff too. But you sure. know, we kind of integrated our work environments. Everyone worked a bit while we were there. And it was... Um, it, I mean, I think the goal for me on these types of things at this point in time is just to have a sp- safe space to like talk about the weight, right? The, right? the weight of having, you know, 20 employees and like we were mm-hmm. all, all of us were self-funded. So it's sort of like everyone had different journeys and different paths. And it, it was also interesting because everyone's business was different. Mm-hmm. everyone approached things differently. Like I found I was surprised, but also I was surprised that actually no one, no one else there was using a CRM or had like a sales team. No way. And uh, yeah, but like, to me, that's normal. Like it's not normal. So to me that having those things are normal, but, mm-hmm. um, and they grew these great businesses without that. And um, it was interesting. So like part of my Skillshare was talking about how we use a CRM and how we built our sales team and sales funnels and things like that. So, and I learned a lot from other people and it's mm-hmm. just interesting to see this confluence of other founders that have reached a certain like milestone yeah. and all done it in very different ways. Different industries have very different ph- philosophical approaches, but they're mm-hmm. all growth oriented. Like, so everyone was really organic about learning from different people and seeing how one type of founder approaches a problem versus another. And none of mm-hmm. them are wrong, but mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's not just like a, well, that doesn't work. Cause it's proven like we're all, all this yeah, stuff yeah. worked. <laughs> um, so it's not like, you know, uh, two early stage founders bickering about like, does SEO yeah, yeah. work or not? It's sort of like, 
can you do it? You know, there's people that have done it without SEO. There's people that have done it with SEO. And yeah. um, so it was good. It was a lot of sharing among experiences. Uh, it led to a lot of just organic conversations of just mm-hmm. life and, and the weight of it and how we look at our business, how we think about KPIs and OKRs and staffing yeah. and hiring and systems and different traumas we've had at growing <laughs> through growing the business and lessons learned and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I could see how being around with a group of people who have gone through similar hard things, like that's even just a little bit healing in itself, right? It's just, there's more people in the world like me and I can talk to them and, you know, kind of let some of that out. Was there any, like, um, anything that some of the other founders said or explained how they did things that you thought was really interesting that was kind of different from how you do things? Um, I mean, there were definitely differences. So like I said, there were some just philosophical approaches, mm-hmm. I think, that were or, were were different. Um, I don't want to get into any real specifics, like just to okay. not like, you know, if it's not my story to share per se. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing was the diversity of, of thought and mm. everyone was willing to kind of have, you know, be challenged and, and also be vulnerable, like saying yeah. like, hey, here's stuff I'm struggling with or uh also or here's things i struggled with in the past and maybe this will provide some insights for other people so um that that was the key i think the diversity helped and also but like you were mentioning the the commiserating on some things (laughs) right like a safe space to complain a safe space to like you know my Audrey, my, my, my wife can only hear so much of this stuff and just <laughs> not, not to yeah. her own detriment, but just like there's things that are hard. Right. And, and she hears a lot about it, but it's sure. also, um, you know, other people that have seen some of these shows before. So some people will be like, Oh, I've been there. And this is, mm-hmm. this is how I thought about it. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And even just that they, I think there's a, a level of understanding too, right? Like when you say I went through this really bad hire or I went through this really bad um, situation with SEO, like the other people, they like, they know in, in their, their self, like exactly how that felt and the weight of that. Um, whereas sometimes that's a little bit more difficult for a spouse to, to quite understand. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And my general thesis on any of these, and I think I've said it on the show before, but it's like, I, I've been often thinking about, uh, things as like the world wants to think in ladders like and Mm -hmm. stairs and like you you climb up mountains and you look down on people and whatnot and i kind of have been thinking lately as a different analogy is like holes instead of ladders like everyone's digging down and it's like a widespread it's three-dimensional it's not just up and down and people are digging down they're not going up and when you dig down a tunnel nate goes down his tunnel of like you know scraping and tests off and whatever like you're yeah. digging and sometimes there's some people that have been there before but most of the time you're digging and like it doesn't take too long before you've dug 10 feet down and there aren't very many people you start to find yourself alone mm-hmm. uh, and every once in a while it's nice to like converge a tunnel <laughs> run yeah. into someone and realize hey we both got here but we came into it from different angles and it's not hmm. just one tunnel per person, but it's just yeah, different yeah. brain space and 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 you no one knows what you've been doing. Like you're 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 your own expert in your own experience. So when someone talks about those things, 
it's mm-hmm. sort of like lights come on when you found someone that actually was digging a tunnel right next to you. <laughs> yeah. And like, now you're like, Ooh, did you run into this browser issue with this scraper and this? And it's like, Oh yeah. How'd you get around that? Or we're we using this language. It's like all the yeah. lights are coming on um, yeah. versus the ladder and mountain like type of analogy that most people think of like I'm here. That means I see all underneath me. And it's like, yeah. no, you don't, you don't know that. And someone dismisses something. It's like, no, there's like another dimension over here. So yeah, that's my big, like mental c- concept is it's holes, not ladders. Um, so, yeah. That's, or, that's really, that's really interesting analogy. And I think that works really good. If you think about the multiple dimensions too, I think what I've, what I'm hearing you say, it sounds a lot like, um, just the the camaraderie and yeah like the lights coming on of knowing that someone else has been there is really important and i think especially as a founder or even if you're working uh, from home or things like that it can be difficult to have that community and that can be such a big uh part of your life Um, even if you're in a company like that has other employees but like there's not other people that do your function or other people you get along with very well um like I think, I think that is really important having that community and being able to uh, talk through the different things that you guys all face together and uh, being able to commiserate, but also be able to learn from each other. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Cause like, you know, we're in communities together and it's mm-hmm. again, those are different holes, right? And there's people in there that are in their own holes, but we all have a commonality around, you know, more indie hacker developer types and, all entrepreneurs in our own right and are all doing different things, different businesses. Mm -hmm. And it is more of like, we're still all like any of us in those groups, like go out and, you know, you, I go play handball, uh, you go to family events or you're going to church and all these things. And you probably just feel like the weirdo, right? Like the, Mm -hmm. the outlier stranger, but then within, you know, uh, our, our bootstrap community, it's like, Oh, I'm among my people. Right. And it's, it's, it's a different hole, right? And it's like, you have commonality and your Venn diagram of experience crosses more over. Like you have like a, mm-hmm. you know, 70% crossover. Yeah. Um, and for me, that part of my brain is here too, but there's other things I'm doing that other people haven't experienced. doesn't mean I'm better. It just means it's just different. It's, just it's different. a different hole. And yeah. finding other people than those holes has been like, that's harder for, has been harder historically for me to find. And that was kind of nice. So I got to work within a group that I felt I had, you know, 70% Venn diagram crossover again, not yeah. better, just different, different. Hole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's, that's really cool to hear. That's really cool. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't know what else is going on. What else is going on? Yeah. Just, uh, working on consulting. Uh, I've been working on a bunch of SEO stuff with status list. That's been taking up a lot of brain space lately. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You had a fun comment in there the other day, uh, related to just, you were like, marketing is squishy. (laughs) And it is. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I feel like marketing is like, you just, you just try stuff and like you sort of maybe see a correlation, but you also maybe don't see any correlation. And it's like, there's not, it's not, uh, it's not like you run it through a calculator and then, you know, but like coding is like, you know, it's absolutely correct or false. Um, it's very definitive. Yes. And like a f- short feedback loop, right? You just run compile, like maybe your compiler takes an extra 30 seconds, but like, you know, you know, the answer within a couple of minutes, whether you got it right or not. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just 
I find that uh, that mental shift difficult to do. I uh, really like things that are definite and, or at least that I feel like I have a handle on. Um, it's uh, yeah, there's some comfort there to know you're going in the right direction, right? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that you classified that whole thing as marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's general. I think it's generalizable to all marketing. The particular thing I'm working on is SEO, and yeah, it feels like I think my comment was, you know, it feels like I'm writing into the void because I'm just kind of writing stuff, and you know, there's not really anything happening to it yet. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's the whole of marketing, but I would just mostly because like. I've been down a lot of marketing holes, right? And mm. it is funny. It's that comment you you hear sometimes developers say, will say, it's like, I built this product without any marketing. And yeah. What they really meant was without paid ads, right? Like yeah. that's often the, the some people, you know, they're for, like, what is marketing? They think of advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and in your brain right now, you're in marketing and I've probably done a job on you just beating SEO into your brain. So yeah, marketing is SEO. <laughs> like, so like, <laughs> but there's all these other facets and like For I've sure. been tinkering more with like with Google ads, but that sure. actually is more definitive. Like it's like I run this copy, I see a conversion rate, I see this conversion happen. It is a little more definitive and it is more instant feedback. So like to make those iterations right. and change, but it yes. costs money. <laughs> it costs money but also like do you get the do you get the full trail of feedback though like did you know that this ad caused this interaction which caused this purchase which caused you to make x dollars um i think sometimes that linkage is difficult and that's the part that makes it squishy for that thing yeah i mean there's definitely more there's less exact definitiveness i mean there's a lot of tracking and attribution you can put in place to be mm-hmm. good enough, right? Like yeah. to, to know your, to know what you're doing is making an impact. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not easy to do, and that's that's the hard part too. Because oftentimes, this is where I think marketing gets challenging. Is like, I think to do it right, you need both like a process oriented brain, mm-hmm. uh, an engineering kind of brain, and workflow like like wanting to know these attributions and wanting these but also being comfortable that you don't have it all (laughs) and that there is creative elements and that there is like, like writing a line of copy that speaks to an emotion versus just saying like, Hey, it does this feature. Isn't that what you want? It's not, it's more (laughs) of like that, the benefit stuff versus that. So like that emotional side and that people side and the creative side that gets harder and is fully squishy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh, marketing. So fun. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, um, I think that about rounds it up for today. Yeah, it sounds good. It's, uh, it's been fun. Talk to you later, Josh. All right. See you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at J logic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes, episode 52, seven years to 22 MRR and zombie startups or episode 30 review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.